Hello and welcome to this best of fives, and I hate to say this, um, one of our listeners, and a, and a high school buddy of mine, his name's Eric, he knows who he is, and uh, he said years ago, <laughs> someone dies, best of fives. <laughs> and I hate to say this, but this is why, why we're doing this episode, because um, um, producer, director, writer... Hell of a nice guy, Ivan Reitman, passed away. And I wanted to have on somebody... I actually thought of, of, of this guy immediately when I heard the news. Because you thought I did it? it that. <laughs> and I know that Ghostbusters is your favorite film of all time. Am I, am I right? That is true. So I'm having on Derek Boyer from... Help me out. What was that tick show that you guys, you guys used to do? Oh Jesus! Uh, Spoon, 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 yes. and he was—he's been on some best of fives. He's podcasted, you know, for a while. Then I'm having him back. Hello, Derek. Hello. Yes, it's like you un—you—you uh, you broke the containment unit, unit and uh, <laughs> I was released back into the pod podcast universe. And as you can tell by his voice, he does sound like Yingon a little bit. Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, which which I wanted to ask you, which I, maybe I texted you back in the day or whatever. What did you think of the new Ghostbusters movie? I enjoyed it. I I was... There were a couple of very emotional bits in there, yes. um, but yes. more for personal reasons than, you know, I mean, I think that was kind of the point. Yeah. Um, there were, you know, there were some things that weren't fantastic about it, but there were some... There was a lot of love for the original and a lot of love for the fans of the original i thought so i i really enjoyed it did you like this one better than the female version i uh, liked the female version i think you did yeah 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 i'm i'm a big component of now i i will say i do not like the fourth indiana jones movie however i'm a big believer in it's a fine movie if you take away the fact that it's part of this franchise yeah so for me six 2016's ghostbusters was a funny movie there's a lot of funny in it if they had made it any other movie other than ghostbusters i think it would have done fine i think it wouldn't have done huge numbers but i think it would have been fine i don't think it would have gotten as much hate as it is i think the fact that they slapped the ghostbusters logo on on them really really hurt them yeah and really caused a lot of you know, unnecessary BS, mm -hmm. you know, also the world that we live in today, but that's beside the point. I, I have just as many problems with that as I do with most movies, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, you know, Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones could just sit in front of me for two hours and I'd probably enjoy it. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, Putting yeah, putting that that Ghostbuster logo on it hurt it. I, I think. Yeah. Make it something like do something, have the same cast, do something different, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But I I think you're right with, with the new one. Like, I had problems like you know with with the the Stranger Kids thing. Uh, kid actor didn't care about. Oh, him he at was all. pointless. Yeah, totally useless. He, I didn't care. He was absolutely pointless. Uh, the Howard Ramis's granddaughter, I fucking loved her. I thought she was oh, she was terrific. terrific. Yeah, and the and the emotions and the feelings. I mean, it it was it's what everybody who saw 80, the eighty four Ghostbusters like wanted. You know what I mean? Right, right. But um, like the things that I didn't like, 
you know, not not that this is a Terror Park Ghostbusters episode, but <laughs> like when that when the when the teaser came out, that was Paul Rudd inside the Walmart, mm-hmm. and it was the little marshmallow guys. Yeah, my buddy sent me the the clip, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so excited!" And my first reaction was, "Well, crap!" You know, they're making a kids movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want a kids movie. I was like, I don't want it to be stupid and cutesy and all this shit. Not that they're making it for me, but I, you know, I saw that. And my first thought was, it's going to be a bunch of bubbly, happy little ghosts jumping around the town, and the kids have to get them right. Yeah, that scene was what, like five minutes, maybe, maybe and then yes. the additional scene at the uh, near the end where the the uh, podcast is getting attacked by them. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. was short. And it was like, that was pretty much it. For the cubesy stuff, that was pretty much it. True. So I was really, really happy about that. I liked how kind of grim this one was. I liked how kind of dark it was. I kind of wish they had done a little bit more with Shandor. Like, maybe let Shandor be the big bad in this one. Yeah. As opposed to bringing Zul back. But, you know, dude, it's like anything else. It's like when they redid Star Wars. It's like, well, we're just going to remake the same movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm that's sure, what people liked. Yeah, I'm sure you could pick out anything. Problems with you know, the, the, like the best movie of all, all time, you could probably pick out problems of. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was it was it was great for us to. I think yeah, I, I remember bawling. I remember crying. I remember oh, when when she when the little granddaughter was fighting, and then she was getting pushed back, and then you saw the ghost of, of Egon just hold her still. Ah, mm. oh, forget it. And I love the fact that they didn't make him talk. And that I love the. It was perfect. I love the fact that for the majority of the movie, like even the beginning when it was just the shadowy version of him, yeah. and you, you know, you, you just knew, like you just knew it was him. Mm-hmm. You could tell by the outline, you kind of picked up on it. And then through the entire movie, it was, I'm going to move a lamp or I'm going to play chess with my granddaughter, or I'm mm-hmm. going to do this thing or that thing. And you're just like, okay, well, they're not beating you in into the ground with it. And when they made him materialize, which, I tried really hard not to get spoiled before this movie. Like yeah. most movies, I don't give a damn about. Like, you're going to put a Marvel movie out. I'm going to research. You know, I'll look at all the crap that's coming <laughs> out and be like, all right, cool. They're going to have three Spider-Men. Whoop de doo. <laughs> Spoiler. But this one, this one I like actually cared about. And I didn't yeah. really want to get spoiled. So I didn't know that they were going to make him like an actual being. Mm-hmm. Um which apparently Ivan Reitman was the stand-in for. Um, oh, wow. So I didn't know that. And when I saw that, my first reaction was, uh-oh, like this is going to be like kind of crappy. And then they didn't make him talk. Mm-hmm. They just had him do looks and nods and stuff, which they can get from millions of bits of footage that they have of him. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, well, you know, at least they didn't like make him talk or, you know, do something wacky with him. I think it went on a little longer than it probably needed to, um, but it was really great to see the four of them standing in a row together. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I've seen it once. I'm surprised that I've only seen it once. I thought I would have seen it more by That's now. That's all I but, saw it for, and I know it's out for sale and all that stuff now too. But yeah, I only saw it yeah. once too. I'm sure I'll watch it again. Oh God, yeah. It, it was. I, I saw there's like a new box set or something came out with like just the first two and this one, no um female version. Yeah, and like a, a a behind the scenes documentary series or something like that. Right. But well, all right. I thought of you, Ivan Reitman, but 
I, I hate to say this, but when I hear the word Ivan Reitman, I'm like, oh, this guy has a huge catalog. And then when I did this research for the, you know, my top five choices, he really doesn't have that much. And I don't know why I thought he, he made everything. Because he was of that period where, you know, it was like one after the next after the next. And he's got some big freaking titles under his belt. But yeah, I mean, to your point, it was like, you know, late 70s to late 80s. Yeah. And he pumped out maybe like a movie every year or every other year. And then it kind of just like fell off. And I, I'm whatever. I'm almost 50 here. And I always I know like a pr- producer. Do they just give money to, to make something happen? I think that's an executive producer. So what does a producer do? What's a, what's a, I know a director makes the movie, directs it, it's his shit. What's the producer do then? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I, I just You've thought, been running movie podcasts for how long? Yeah. <laughs> what does popcorn taste like? Yeah, I just... <laughs> I don't know. I just drill a hole in the bottom of the container. That's, but how big is the hole? Is, is it, you know, is it girthy or is it... Or is it you know? <laughs> like a can of tuna fish. <laughs> But I always, I never knew like what what's the producer's job. I always thought, here's money. I'll, I'll give you some money to make this movie happen. That's what I always thought it was. The so, producer are producers yeah. are the financial, practical, and creative heart of a film or TV drama. They decide on the scale and the budget of the film, and source financing uh, from investors, studios, and distributors. So they get money up, I guess, right? I guess. So, a director. I, I guess they kind of like rein in the director or rein in the production. So, like, you know, if if the new Jurassic Park costs a hundred million dollars, but they wanted it to cost two hundred million dollars, the producers like, no, 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 stay in the hundred million dollar win- win- window. So, is producer? It sounds like the producer job is harder than than the director's job, kind of. I guess. Because when, when you're the director, you can just sit back and do what you want because it's your fucking movie kind of thing. You know do you hear I mean? that, directors? You know, I know Ron Howard listens to this. Do you hear that, Ron? Do you hear this, Opie? I'm talking to you. <laughs> now that he's got his kid doing his directing for him. Yeah, and, and she, she's doing a hell of a job. Dude, she's fantastic. Yeah, she, it's, 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 in, it's genetics and all, you know? Oh, sure. But we are going to go back... Our pick our best five Ivan Reitman collaborations, whatever you want to say. Um, just something that to remember. Somebody who I thought had a bigger, not a bigger career, but listen, <laughs> like a longer list of movies that I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But I had a hard time really narrowing it down to like five. Yeah. Well, I've got a handful it. of honorable mentions. Stuff yeah, I, I got a few. But since... There, you're you're my guest. You're the you're the big Iron Reitman fan. You go first. What's your number five? Um, my number five is one that he was an executive producer on, um, and one that back in the day you used to get a like a, a preview week of HBO. I remember so, that shit, yeah. Yeah, your cable company would be like, for the next week, we're going to give you HBO, but every 30 seconds, we're going to try to get you to buy HBO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was a program on there that every single time that preview week would come on, I would try to watch it, and it was called The Late Shift. Was that the Leno um, Letterman movie? That was the Leno and uh, the Jay Leno. 
Okay. Talking's talking's fun. Jay Leno and <laughs> David Letterman biopic. I remember so basically that. it was the the battle of the late night stars. Mm-hmm. Um it starred uh, you know the biggest name in there probably was Kathy Bates as uh Jay Leno's agent who was portrayed as the the villain of the whole piece. Um but I mean it had this huge huge cast of characters. Um, and I just always found it really fascinating, and I really like John Michael Hitchens playing uh, uh, David Letterman. In That's it. right, he did play him. Yeah, but I mean, it's this amazing cast. Um, it's really funny that a lot of people were playing real. They were they were playing real people, but then there were also people in it that were playing themselves. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, for some reason, every time I would put, you know, I would get HBO for a week or whatever, I would make a point to track that down and watch it because I, I really enjoyed it. I remember that one because that is, I'll be honest, that is, I think, where I finally heard is Daniel Robag Leno. One more time is is Daniel, what's his name? Daniel, yeah, Daniel Robuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the first time I ever saw like that actor or something in something, and and then. He was in Lost. I saw him at a convention, Chiller Theater. He's just a nice ass guy. He was Biggs in uh, the Fugitive movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he had a mustache, I think, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then in the uh, what the hell was the name of that? There was like an unbelievably bad um, uh, Monsters movie. I like, remember that. And he played Grandpa Monster in that. Wait a minute, isn't he in the new Monsters? Too. Is he in the new monsters? I think so. Isn't it like a Rob Zombie? Huh. I don't know. It's the monsters. I think he's he's playing either Grandpa again or Herman. He's he's in the new monsters. You can quote hey, me. He's on in that. the he's in one of the Star Wars video games. That's for sure. But um, I actually when it was at a convention, fucking whatever, 10, 15, 20 years ago, he was just a fan, just walking around. And I really, I swear to God, I remember going, that guy looks like the guy from like Lost and blah blah blah. I went up to him and and I asked him. He said, yeah. And he had little like eight by not eight by index cards, uh, three by fives, whatever photos of himself. And I have one hanging on my wall here of him. Oh wow! I think is when he was because he, he dies on Lost. Spoilers. He gets blown up, I think, by like the um. What's that called? The shaft with that tunnel that went down. What's that called? Oh, I don't know. I've never watched Lost. What? I know. Oh my god, that's just it, it's it's great, but it has its problems. Um, but yeah, awesome. That's all right. Because yeah, I, I I remember watching that too. I was a, I'm a huge talk show talk show guy. Yeah, and I love I love that kind of you know the the history of what happened and shit. Yeah, yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. I kind of wish they had done one for. Uh leno and and conan but i yeah. guess i guess that would have been in bad taste there's a thing on hbo max i saw it's like eight episodes or something it's like the um, late show wars or the late show something and it's it goes back from like the jack Parr from the original shit until now oh wow. the process of what happened and, and you know there's a leno letterman episode there's a conan episode so yeah i'll have to check that out but yeah that was my number five the late shift okay what about you? Not not on my list, but I know exactly that that's a good movie. My number five, he's just a producer, which we just found out he gets money. <laughs> <laughs> he makes money. And I think I, this movie maybe might have been the start. I was never a fan of, of this guy. 
Seeing this movie, though, and seeing his real life of what he went through and where he was going, I love the guy now to no end, and I miss him so much because I don't have serious radio. Okay. Private Parts. Oh, that's a good one. I just remember the first time I saw this movie thing, and this is going to be stupid. I hate this guy. And then finding out it was just, it's fun. And I think Ivan Reitman, I always thought, was like a a sweet family PG-13 man kind of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like an yeah, adult. Yeah. Then he makes private parts, which is, you know, Tyler Stern at, you know, at, at his best and shit. And it just, it, I, I found that interesting that he he put money or gave time to be a part of this this movie, which I think was huge. I think too when that first. Oh, it was a huge movie. You yeah. you also have to remember he he put on paper and filmed a scene where Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. And you know what? That I always forget that, and I know that that I forget. Yeah, I know that that that's in there for greatest movie of all time, and they're getting blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's PG thirteen, right? Back in the day, yeah, P, no, and, PG is it? And they made so many references in Afterlife to Ghostbusters, yet not that one. Yeah, Paul Rudd doesn't deserve a a, a little uh, mouth organ. How about you know the kid from Stranger Things? He's you know overage now. He has you know. That's what you're I doing think, at that I think age. he was 15 in that movie, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but what 15-year-old uh, out there hasn't, you know, yeah. dealt with that? <laughs> um, yeah, Private Parts is one of those that, like, I'm not a Stern fan. I'm not against him. I just was never really a Stern fan. And right. it's when it comes on TV, I'm, I tend to sit there and watch it for a while. It's intriguing. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a life that I never quite understood back in the day. And now... One of our podcasts is almost like the Howard Stern of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But um, Private Parts, my number five for um, Ivan Reitman. That's good. Which whatever the producer means, he was a part of. Definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four to you. Yes. I'm going uh, to start my number four by asking you an important question. Okay. Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for a good time? Are you ready for this summer? Is that the tagline? That is the opening song to Meatballs. See, that's a movie I haven't seen in so long, but I know I loved it back in the oh, day. Oh, man. Yeah, Meatballs is just a stupid, fun movie where Bill Murray just spent a week in a cabin with a bunch of kids and mm-hmm. got high and did whatever the hell he wanted. And... It's just a, a fun PG movie, which PG with tits galore. Um, it's it's PG for real. Yeah, it's PG. Real. But um, yeah, basically a summer camp where Bill Murray and a bunch of randos are running a summer. You know, are camp counselors at a summer camp. Um, and and the adventures ensue. As they torture the uh, the owner of the camp, and you know they they ra- help raise these young kids to have you know good life lessons, but uh, basically they just run rampant through the yeah. camp and have a grand old time. And it's it's you know Bill Murray in his prime, like in, oh, at, his, yeah. at his best of what he does. You know, oh absolutely. That's a movie I should go back and watch because it's been forever since I've seen that one. Yeah, don't don't watch the the sequels. I think there's two of them. I know there's at least one of them. Is he in it? 
still or no? No, I don't okay. think Bill Murray comes back. I, I honestly think it's the, uh, if I remember correctly, it's the dude from Caddyshack the, that ended up on Roseanne. And there's a space alien at some point. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, that just sounds like... I just conked out hearing that. <laughs> I know. It, 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 they're bad. But but Meatballs is one of those that it's just... It's so much fun. It's just stupid, stupid fun. That's a good one. Because I remember, I remember... And that what year did that come out? In the 80s, you say, or something? 79. So, see... Like, Christ, well, yeah, we, we all saw that probably, like, you know, we were, like, either 10, 12, 13, like, you know, at a, at a age you shouldn't be watching this kind of shit, but it hits you hard, you know, it tits and everything, it's, it's, oh, I, yeah, I, I, I have to see that that's playing with anything, right, I'm, I want to see that now. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. All right, my number four, and I, it's, this is, this is my idea, my show, my rules, I guess I kind of cheated. <laughs> that's fine. My number four is three movies. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Are they the Beethoven movies? No, which I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, one of them, I'll give you, 1988, um, 1990, 1994. Okay. So, right in his, his prime, I guess. And I think I just give him respect. Oh, uh-oh. Is there a uh, running theme for uh, actor in these three movies? Yes, there is. And I think that's why I like these movies. I mean, I pre- I prefer... I'll, I'll give them an order how I like. I like Twins the most, then Kindergarten Cop, but then Junior. Junior was kind of yeah. weak. Yeah, Junior was pretty shitty. Yeah. But just the, <laughs> just the point, he produced Junior, Kindergarten Cop, and he directed and produced Twins. Twins is great. Oh, yeah. Just the idea of getting... You know, the fucking Terminator, the Predator, the Running Man, like the, an action star who's that's all that he's known for, start doing comedy. I respect that. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Just to get the, the um, funniness, I guess, out of Schwarzenegger was just who who knew that he could have made twins and made Arnold an action star and not, I don't want to say a comedian, but a funny guy to watch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those those movies when they all were, were coming out and all say you know Arnold's next comedy hit, it's like wow, you know I wouldn't think this would this would work, and then maybe Ivan Reitman is the reason why it worked, you know? Yeah, Twins. I haven't seen Twins in years. Me neither. And I think when Ivan passed, Arnold posted a picture of him, DeVito, and Ivan like from now on the new yeah. Twins set. Oh yeah, for triplets. Yeah. With uh, Eddie Murphy. But then, see, that was the rumor, but I don't think it's him anymore. I think it's Tracy Morgan. Mm, I, I don't think. know. I think. It's been, they, they talk about this movie for the past 20 years. Happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been, like, the legacy movie. Yeah. And and I just I just liked, you know, I'm a huge Arnold fan. I, I like mm-hmm. all this shit. And, you know, even the, the good and the bad. I, I still enjoy seeing him. And, and Kindergarten Cop is not a tumor. Like, when that thing opened... He was an action star. He had that beer going on in the glasses and sweating, kicking ass. And then he has to become a teacher. Mm. And his, his tra- transformation that I think Reitman, who I just, I just am amazed that Reitman saw something in Schwarzenegger and said, this guy has got some. <laughs> yeah. I, Kindergarten Cop's a tough one for me. I, I, I love the stuff when he's with the kids. Yes. But yeah. some of the more dramatic stuff in there is just like, oh, it's so dark and unnecessary. You know, like like the dad was like a 
drug kingpin or something yeah, like that. I remember and that guy. Yeah, looked creepy as hell. He did. He 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 really did. And um, but yeah, I mean, him with those kids, just watching him answer like four hundred questions, and then the little girl goes, "I have to go potty." Yeah, you know. Um, who is your daddy and what does he do? Exactly. All the famous Arnold lines are from this and movie, you know. The, the the twin girls come up and they say, our mom thinks our dad is a real sex machine. It's like, <laughs> my mother has taught kindergarten. She took, well, she's retired now, but my mother taught kindergarten for 40 years or something like that. And that is exactly how kindergartners were. You know, like, yeah. I mean, those kids were fantastic. Perfect. And uh, the woman that played the principal, who is like, comes up to his knee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but is like giving him the business the whole yeah. time. She's yeah. fantastic in that see, too. Seeing like the Terminator like back down from the kids or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a great idea. Oh, yeah. And Junior was. Junior kinda, was weak. Junior was a fun excuse to get those two back together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, should have made we, twins two and ninety four rather than fucking junior. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. should have I mean, made the sequel back then. Like twins ended that they both married a twin and they both had a set of twins. Mm-hmm. Not to spoil something from you know what like nineteen eighty something nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, but spoiler, you know, <laughs> they could have they could have definitely done something with that as opposed to doing junior. But, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger pregnant and bitching about water gain in his ankles is still funny. This is true. This is true. And you know what's weird? Like, these, these movies, these three movies, I haven't seen in so long. Like, I want to go back now and watch these things again, you know? With oh, sure. Show him all the shit I used to watch, you know? Yeah. See how long it takes him to get bored. Yeah. See how long he, he leans over and grabs his phone for a while, you know? Yeah, right. So, my number four are three movies, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, and, and um, Junior. All right. So, I cheated. That's fine. So the, mine's called Best of Eight. The, the Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Schwarzenegger trilogy. franchise. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, back to you. For my number three. For your number three. My number three is a movie that I just watched again the other day because it, it just happened to be on. And it's one of those that when it happens to be on, I have to sit and watch it. Mm-hmm. And it is 1993's Dave. Shut up. No. Because that's my number three also. Is it really? But hear me out. I haven't seen this movie since 1993, I think, okay? It's been forever. Okay. But I remember loving the fuck out of this movie, of of everything about it. The acting, the actors, actresses, the story. I remember loving this movie to no end. And I don't know why I haven't watched it lately or in a long time. You know what I mean? We have, on, on one of our TVs, we have this channel that is just continual movies but you never know what's playing oh okay and it's just one of those things where it's somebody set up a stream somewhere and it just pulls a movie down and it plays a movie and the other day i walked in i I turned it on and it was right when they decided they were going to make him the so basically the plot line of dave is he's a he's an activist but he's also a president uh impersonator And the real president has like a heart attack or something like that. And they get him to take over while the president's healing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like right at the point where they, they were starting to teach him, you know, like about the the government and all this kind of stuff so that he could 
fake being the president. And I sat there. I, I, I watched most of it until it was like, oh, I got to go do whatever. But um, man, him, he he's just charismatic. It's Kevin Klein, and he's yeah. just he just absorbs the screen. And then Sigourney Weaver plays the first lady, and she's mean and angry the whole time because the president's a dick and she like doesn't want to do anything with him and then she starts falling in love with dave even mm-hmm. though she doesn't know that it's him and thinks it's the president and then she figures out that it's not but it's just such a sweet sweet movie and it's one of those that like every time it's on tv if i happen to catch it i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch that again because i remember loving it back then it's, oh it's so good it's very memorable like i'm looking at the cast again i forgot like frank langella and kevin dunn ving rames ben kinsley charles groden laura mm-hmm. linney bonnie hunt it's as a cast that's that's thriving still you know what i mean oh yeah it's a fantastic cast um you know it, it it's I don't know. It's just one of those happier movies. Yes. You know, I, I love Kevin Klein. There's, we could do like a best of fives of his and well, you know, when someone dies, best of fives, right? Yeah, I know. So <laughs> get, get on that, Chris, go, go track down Kevin. Um, please don't, but yeah, uh, there's a scene in it. Cause like I said, he's playing the impersonate, a presidential impersonator and you know, him and Sigourney Weaver sneak out of the white house and they end up getting pulled over. And, the cop sees them and goes, oh, my God, you're the president. You're the first lady. And they're like, no, 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 no. The, we're impersonators. And they do like this song and dance routine on the side of the road while they're getting pulled over by the cops to pretend that they're not who they are, but they're supposed to be who they are. And it's huh. it's so funny. It's just such a weird movie. I got to watch this again because I remember loving it. And that's weird. Like when I went to see uh, Reitman's work and... I saw Dave. I was like, "Oh my! I remember loving this movie." So I wrote yeah. it down. You know what I mean? It's like that's how much it was memorable, and it hit me whatever twenty mm-hmm. some years ago. You know. So do you think that our number two and our number one are going to be the same too? I guarantee it. I mean, yeah. well, I don't know because I, I may have cheated too later on. <laughs> okay, but I, I would you think put so. stop, or my mom will shoot twice. I did. Okay. I said stop. As number one, and then number two, or my, my mom was shoot. <laughs> uh, so you didn't just do six days for number two and seven nights for number one. No, which and and you sent me that, and I was like, I enjoyed it for for four, you know, back in the day, but not very memorable for me. No. Well, let's see. So yeah, but that. So well, wait, we're back to you then, because that was my three. That was your three. So you, it might be. What's your number two? Uh, my number two, for no surprise, is Ghostbusters two. Okay. Not yours? Not not mine. Because, okay. no. That's all I'm going to say. Because, <laughs> no. Because, um, no. I remember seeing Ghostbusters 2. Uh, it, it came out in 89, so I would have been 10. Oh, wow. And that's like the perfect age and all, you know. I know. And I remember seeing it in the theater and absolutely loving it. And it's... A lot more cornball than Ghostbusters 1 was, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I was 10, you know? Yeah, it's a perfect movie for, like, a 10-year-old. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you watch it years later, and you get, you know, Sigourney Weaver with the bathtub. Um, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I remember, I mean, 
I, I, the thing I love about Ghostbusters 2 is that, you know, it's, it's what, five years later, but they're still using like the same level of CGI kind of stuff. Like they didn't soup up the ghosts. Yeah. You know, and, even and that, that's the even thing that, I loved about those. Even that sludge was kind of yeah bad CGI'd, I guess. Like the only thing that was like super like unbearably cheesy about it, I think, was the Statue of Liberty. Yes, that's I think what bothers me. Like that <gasps> thing's that thing's fucking huge. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes yeah. when it's walking, it doesn't look that, that tall through Manhattan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, like I said, it's it's a cornball movie. It, it's a ten year old movie. I, I yeah. think. I mean, if you're yeah, ten. Ghostbusters was young adult, maybe, mm-hmm. and and Ghostbusters two is definitely. They went back a little bit in age. Cheesy, yeah. You know, but I mean, you got Rick Moranis running around with a proton pack that probably weighed more than he did. This is true. You know, you get Slimer driving a bus because why not? Because 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 he can. Yeah. Yeah, and I I love it. You know, Rick, the bus opens and he sees Slimer and he goes, "I didn't even know you had your license." <laughs> You know, <laughs> Peter McNichol playing Janos is like one of my favorite characters ever. Wow. Okay. I, he's so good. And I kind of wish that in, cause you know, they're going to do another one of these reboot movies. Yeah. You know, they kind of set it up at the end of afterlife that they're going to do a, a reboot. And I would love it if Janos showed up for, for no apparent reason, you know? And I can, you know what's weird is that I can, I can hear like you are a gigantic Ghostbusters fan, and I can hear the love you have for Part Two. Most people talk smack about it, or it's not that good. But you, you love it, and that's I, that's that's cool. I think people, I think people liked Part Two after the 2016 Ghostbusters came out. This is true. Yeah. I think a lot more people started defending Part Two. I don't care, dude. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's you know. That's, I mean, sounds like my logic at times. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, you have said to me on more than one occasion, <laughs> you know, I'm, not not to bring up a bad taste in your mouth, but but Mel Gibson has had some shit go wrong in his lifetime. Correct. But you have brought up uh, <laughs> any of those times where I'm like, oh, you're going to go see that Mel Gibson? You're like, it's Mel, baby. It's yeah. Mel. I just, you know? this is weird. I just watched Kelly this morning was like, did you, when's this Panama movie out? And I was like, Panama? Who's in that? She goes, Mel and and Cole Hauser from Yellowstone. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. love him. He plays Rip. And I was like, ooh. And I watched the trailer, and it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's out this year sometime, and pff, I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm right but, there. Yeah. Right. Look, Ghostbusters 2 definitely has its problems. Right. You know? I of mean, course. for Christ's sake. But, you know, the scene where... Um, the, the where Janine and and um, Lewis are babysitting, and they go into the room, and the baby's not there, and there's the nanny flying across the sky with the the baby stroller. Yeah, yeah, it's so freaking cool. I mean, it's just creepy and cool. Um, Vigo was great. I didn't really care for when he started turning into like a pig headed thing. I don't, I don't know. That was just weird Dennis, when they were shooting when- him. Dan Aykroyd was possessed then with him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many, and there's a ton of, like, you know, one-liners throughout that whole movie. 
um, you know, the Scolari brothers at the beginning was fantastic. Yeah. Watching the watching the shit bubble on the table when they were in court and the judge was getting more and more angry. Well, yeah. if 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 you're talking if you have so much love for your second choice, I can just imagine mm-hmm. what your love is for, the, for your first choice. Yes. So what did you go for for number two? Well, see, yeah, all right. My number two is a movie, come on, phone. It was a movie that came out in 1981. Okay. So before all the Ghostbusters, um, he directed this and produced it. And I'm like, when this movie's on, I don't care where it's at, I just leave it on. I've quoted this movie so many times. I think everyone has. It's one of my favorites of of Bill Murray's. It's Stripes. Okay. Everything about it. I mean, the whole you know um, Howard Ramis and, and stuff in it, and and just seeing them being friends, even though you know years later in their real life something happened, and you know they weren't talking anymore. And then I heard he Bill Murray went to his house like the week he died or something, just to you know, I guess yeah. mend things over. I guess. Um, why was it that they that they just never spoke? Do you think? I don't know. I don't know either. Don't they know, did. Um, what? It was something over Groundhog Day. Yeah. Because Ramis directed Groundhog Day, and apparently Bill was being Bill, and they kind of fell out. I guess Ramis was tired of Bill's bullshit or something. I don't know. I wasn't oh. there. <laughs> you know? But I don't know. Stripes, though, is hysterical. Everything about it, the whole, you know... Razzle dazzle, that's the fact, Jack. Like the uh, John Larroquette, isn't he peeking in on the girls? Boobies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another one of those. Well, Stripes is rated R, so I guess Tits, tits I guess are it's okay. okay that. Right, yeah. Um, I didn't put Stripes on my list. I was wondering. I thought that was going to match our number two. I, I, I really did. It's hard for me to put a movie on that I only really like the first half of. Yeah. And I hate to say this, but I know what you're saying because yeah. once they have that mission they get, and they get that Winnebago and they're trying to save people, you're, yeah. you're exactly right. The first half is like, wow. Now, the second half does include the the um, PJ Souls in the trunk and Sean Young getting the uh, the spatula treatment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, yeah. I have I have used the spatula. Treatment I was going to ask, have lifetime. you done this at home? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, We have multiple spatulas in my house. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, man, the the, the training camp is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The mud wrestling scene with John Candy is legendary. Oh, yes. Um, I think it was Judge Reinhold was the one that was trying to sneak drugs in. I think you're right. At the the beginning. Um, Yeah. You know, settle down, Francis. Francis, Mm mm-hmm. You yeah. know that that whole that whole thing with Bill Murray versus the the drill sergeant, it was so good. And then they go overseas and they they're sitting in that Winnebago, and I'm just like, that movie feels like it's three hours long, and it's an hour and forty six minutes long. You were you right. I, you know? I I remember like at the end, yeah, I love the movie, but you, you were dead on right. You know, I don't want to trash on your number two. No, because, no, because it is a great movie for. Half of it. Um. <laughs> well, that's my number two, Stripes. Now, yeah. I don't know what number ones. I mean, this is... Yeah. You go, you you say, because mine's probably totally different. Okay. Well, my number one came out in 1984. It is probably the movie I have seen the most 
more than any of the Star Wars movies, more than Jurassic Park, which is another one of my favorites, more than Chris's sex tape. More than almost, that. Almost Pam, more than that. Fuck Pam and Tommy. Watch Pam and Chris, you know? <laughs> Does Kelly know about Pam? Um, not at all. She okay. won't hear this episode. <laughs> she doesn't listen. She, she, she's not a fan. <laughs> she unsubscribed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my number one, of course, is Ghostbusters. Can I just ask you this? Like, sure. Do, how many times do you watch Ghostbusters a year? You definitely watch it once a year, right? Oh, at least once a year. Okay. At least once a year. I've yeah. seen it in the theaters many, many times. I sat next to you in the theater and watched it. Yes. Um, yeah. Last year, during Pandasaurus, they, the, the movie theater near our house was doing um, drive-ins. And one of the first ones they did was Ghostbusters. And yeah, I, I sat there like a like I was a little kid again. Yeah. Now, when Ghostbusters came out, I was five. So it wasn't one that I went and saw in the theater. At least not that I recall. Um, although Empire was the first one I saw in theaters. So uh, I don't know. Um, so we, Empire came in, in 80, right? Yeah. So you were what, two? 81. Three? 81. Yeah, I was three. Jesus. Two or three. Yeah, well, you know, my dad would like Star Wars and wanted to go to the movies and didn't want to pay for a babysitter. Yeah, I understand. I, told, I, I can relate to that. Okay. Uh, but w- when I was a kid, the thing that would happen with movies, like, like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters and Star Wars was the thing that I remember this happening the most, was kids would have birthday parties and parents would rent the 35 millimeter or if they could find one, a VHS tape of these movies and they would play them. So like I went to in a given year, I would go to like 10 or 11 birthday parties for kids in my class or whatever. Right. And it was just this running thing that parents would get a copy of the movie and play it on, on a wall in their basement or something like that. And we'd all sit there and we would watch ghostbusters or we'd watch star Wars or we'd watch whatever. And I absolutely fell in love with this movie. Um, so what, all the kids were at a birthday party watching Danik were getting blown? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We didn't know, man. We didn't know what was going on. Is, is she tickling his feet? What's going on there? We had no idea. Right. We just giggled because it was silly because he made a funny face. He made a funny... His eyes went in, so that has to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I watch Ghostbusters regularly um i absolutely love this movie um there are very few things that i can find wrong with it um my when i worked conventions the team would always call me egon because apparently i looked and sounded like him yeah Um, oh yeah so you know uh, i it it holds a a special place in your heart it's it's one of those movies like like you're saying with with other things it's one of those movies that i can quote all the time which is great you know i mean jesus i think my wife has punched me in the arm enough times because you know we'll walk past the staircase and i go they go up and that's was not no not not that line what was the line i never heard this i never remembered seeing hearing this until i watched with you I, yeah, I messed with Chris's head the one time because we went and saw Ghostbusters at the theater. And um, the scene in the library. Yes. They're walking through the library and Aykroyd looks at them and goes, he, he hushes them and he goes, listen, do you smell that? And Chris had never paid attention to that line. No. 
until I said it back to him because it makes me laugh every single time he says it, you know, because it doesn't make any fucking sense, but it's Dan Aykroyd. What are you going to do? And, (laughs) and it just hit Chris just the right spot. And he was just giggling like 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 he does. 10 minutes, 12 minutes. I was, I never (laughs) caught it. I never, maybe because I think when he, when he, when he said that, I just think what I heard, what I would think he would say. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'm wondering if he even just fucking just ad-libbed that line to just make it sound like, what did he just say? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, like, as much of a script as they had, I'm sure there was, especially with with uh, Bill Murray in the cast, there was a lot of probably ad-lib. Yeah. Um, you know, like, no normal person would stack books this way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I love the practical effects of this movie. Um, I mean, granted, it was 84, so it wasn't like they had, you know, like the Mandalorian they didn't set have where Marvel they had money. the 3D. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have Marvel money. They didn't have Star Wars money. They didn't have Disney money. But, you know, like one of the things that I loved about um, the new movie is the the skeleton miner that was sitting at the diner having a cup of coffee. Yes. And they took that from this movie where they had the cabbie who was a skeleton and it was pure practical. You could see it kind of shaking like, like it, you know, like it's a it didn't make any it. sense. Yeah. 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 Um, the claymation they used for the dogs, for the terror dogs was bad, but good enough that, you know, it worked. But now in my older years, when I watch it, I'm like, Oh yeah, look, you can kind of see this and that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Moranis in this movie is just amazing. Yes. He's such okay. a fucking nerd, and yeah. then he's the one that gets the girl. I mean, granted, he's possessed by by a demon dog, but still, he's the one that hooks up with Sigourney Weaver in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray, when he's dancing through uh, through the park while waiting for her to get out of the uh, the the choir, the not choir practice, the violin, the whatever it was, orchestra the, practice, or, yeah, and uh, the the other the other musician goes who is that and he just screams i hope you're feeling better sir you know like like he's just he's bill picking, Murray. yeah he's yeah. just brilliant in it um yeah it's one of those movies that will always get watched in my house you I, know i'm right there with you and i brainwashed luke i mean he loves this movie if i would have known kelly and you know this she's not a bill murray fan yeah i, which know. I don't know if i would have known this before i met her I wouldn't be sitting here today. <laughs> well, I don't know. She has other good qualities. She did give you two two lovely kids. This is true. This is true. But my number one, obviously, I cheated, I guess. I, I want to say 95%. I, I, I say Ghostbusters, like, just both of them, one and two. But 95% is part one, 5% is part two. <laughs> like... I put them both together as my number one. The Ghostbusters idea, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. But part everything you said, I can't, I can't even everything you said about, about part one. It's just, it's a movie that, no matter what it's on, you know, you just leave it on and you can quote it and you, you know what's, you know what's coming. You don't care. You know, you, you know the ending. Yeah. You still watch everything about it. And I love, like you said, the new Ghostbusters box set. I love the behind the scenes and the history of this movie to no end. Yeah. Like the whole, like what wasn't wasn't John Candy going to be in it or something? 
Yeah, John Candy was supposed to be in it. Uh, Belushi was supposed to be in it. Eddie Murphy was supposed to be in it. Mm-hmm. You know, John Candy was supposed to be uh, Rick Moranis. And I heard he didn't want to. He wanted to do it a certain way that he wanted to do. He wanted yeah, to do it his idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, from what I from what I've seen, he had his own ideas of how the character should be, and it didn't really flow. And then I don't know what happened with Eddie Murphy, but um, Belushi died. So I mean. Yeah, and didn't I mean, granted they, it's a movie about ghosts, but you know, didn't they um, model whatever uh, Slimer off of Belushi? Yeah. Well, I saw. I recently saw an interview with the guy that did the design for Slimer. Yeah, and he's like, we had it all done, and we were getting ready to show it to them the next day or whatever, and we get this call and they say we want it to look like Belushi. And we're like, how the hell are we going to make it look like Belushi? So we actually, we didn't do anything at all. And we brought it to them and they're like, oh my God, this is perfect. It looks just like him. I don't see it. No, I don't see it either. <laughs> and and the only thing that ever really makes me think that it's like Belushi is the the tribute to another Reitman, uh, uh, Ivan Reitman film, uh, Animal House. Which is a movie that's def- it's not on my list, but I know... It's on my honorable mention. I know people love that movie, and I, I maybe I seen it maybe five, ten years ago or something again, and I just, I just don't. It has pieces yeah. that I enjoy, but not the whole movie as a whole. And I told like, like I was saying earlier, I think I didn't go to college. Obviously, <laughs> I think I just can't relate to that kind of lifestyle. Is why maybe I didn't like it as much as other people do. Mm, you know I what I mean? Say. I, I don't know. But your years of busting ghosts makes you really like Ghostbusters. Correct. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> you have no idea how many ghosts I have down here in the basement. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I've crossed the streams. <laughs> but it's it's a movie that is just will go down in history. Seriously. Like this is this is like, you know, I don't care how old you are, top ten movies of all time, this is definitely in there. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be Bill. Bill Murray shines. You know, everybody is just fantastic. I think I I heard something about Eddie Murphy because this came out when eighty four, right? Yeah. When did Buffy Those Cop? I think came out in eighty four. That might have been why Eddie Murphy didn't do it. Yeah, I think something. I think, he, I think there was something like he he had signed up for Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. which was supposed to be Schwarzenegger or um, Stallone. I know, but then yeah, which whatever. But then he made Cobra, supposedly yeah. based off that idea but i can't see you know it's 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 iconic yeah i mean yeah but um yeah. yeah and even like the supporting cast in this movie is just unbelievable i mean yes mr Andy Peck. potts yes Andy potts is great we got one i mean every yeah. time every time wherever or somewhere and i see something we got one it's like it's just in your head for life like the number of times I've answered the phone, just what do you want? Yeah, yes, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, only for people I know. I wouldn't do that to a rando. If the, uh, William if the Atherton is Walter Peck. Oh, Walter Peck, yes. It's true. This man has no penis. And this is the guy who I've always said should do fucking conventions. You are a dick in Ghostbusters, and you are a dick. Who, Walter Pe- uh, William William Atherton? Yeah, he has done conventions. I have his autograph on my Ghostbusters album. I, I haven't had the chance. He did Monstermania. Did he really? Yeah. I haven't had the chance yet. Because he's in that I, and fucking Die Hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. He's a dick and Die Hard, too. Yes. He's, 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 he's good at playing a dick. He's, he's a, yes. He's a character actor. He's a dick, yes. 
the the two actors that played the students in the beginning that are doing the shock therapy. Yeah, they, they do, do conventions from time to time, I've but I keep them missing them. Is she anybody? Like, wasn't she? She is Jennifer Runyon. Hasn't she been anything else? Because I think I've seen her. Like, she played Cindy Brady in the Brady Brunch Christmas. I um, missed that one. <laughs> and she's she's in a bunch of eighty stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's done anything recent. Now, she, yeah. Was I ever right? Like, like this was Dan Aykroyd's oh. project, right? Ghostbusters. Did you watch Charles in Charge? Yeah. She I mean, was the she was Charles's girlfriend, Gwendolyn. Okay. For a few seasons. Yeah. Okay. I know she's been in other shit here and there and all, but yeah. but, but like but like Dan Aykroyd thought of this movie, right? This was his idea. <laughs> So Dan Aykroyd comes from a long line of um, paranormal scientists, I think is what he refers to them as. Um, I don't <laughs> want to disrespect him at all. I, I, I love Dan Aykroyd. Um, but he his family is very much in the business of um, paranormal activity. I did hear this. Yeah. Um, so he had written the script. For this, and you know, I'm sure other people were involved. I think Ramis was involved at one point, and you know, I'm sure Reitman had his input as well. But yeah, he wrote the script, but his script was like significantly different than than what actually came out. Like he wanted it to be Ghostbusters were like garbage men, like there was just it was just a thing that happened, and it was all set in outer space, and there were like franchises of Ghostbusters and stuff like this. That would have been just so crazy. Who knew, 84, if that was a movie that, that came out, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been weird. And then they were talking about that for, you know, Ghostbusters 3 was going to be, you know, them retired, there's a franchise of Ghostbustering throughout the country, and then, um, like, the portal to hell opens up, and they were supposed to go to hell to battle Same? demons, okay. I guess. But, you know, that never happened. And then, like, the video game is kind of like the Ghostbusters 3 that everybody wanted. And yeah, I played that yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I I like Ghostbusters a lot. It's one of my fa- – it's probably my favorite movie. Ghostbusters 2 is a great movie. I don't care what you say. Um, <laughs> the animated series is fantastic. The video games were fun. The 2016 movie was fine, you know. It was – it was fine, and then this new one was <laughs> this new one was really good too. Yeah, you know I, the thing that worries me about the new one is the thing that worried me about um, the the new Star Wars. What was it? Um, uh, and not what was the new the first of the new Star Wars? The Force Awakens. Yeah, the, the there's so much. Based on the original source, it's like a rehash of what. Yeah, that. How are you going to deal with it in the next movie? Mm-hmm. But and I it, think the way they ended it, they're going to set it up for you know it's it's finally going to be Winston's turn to shine, and it's going to be set in New York. Well, didn't and at the very end, wasn't the Ghostbusters symbol like a little Stay Puff kid or something, or a little miniature kid Ghostbusters symbol at the very end? Was it? Yeah, like it kind of like said, it kind of like hinted like, well, now it's going to be the kids are going to be the new Ghostbusters kind of thing. Oh. 
I don't yeah. know. I I hope not. I'm I'm perfectly fine if this was like a a one and done story with mm-hmm. Egon's family, because that's like one of the things that didn't sit well with me is what's that backstory? Because well, if you think about her age, the the mom's age, yeah, this all kind of happened right when Ghostbusters was starting. True. So like. He had a wife or a girlfriend or got somebody pregnant and had a kid and abandoned the kid, but stalked the kid enough to have documents and pictures and news articles and all this shit about the kid. Well, that was my question, too. I thought him and Aunt, uh, Aunt Potts were like a, a couple. You know what I, I mean? Think there was definitely flirtation in that first movie, but in that second movie, she was hooking up with Louis. Yeah. With Louis, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. So that threw me off a little bit, and like you said, when I first saw this, the, the the new one, I was so upset. They were talking smack about you know Egon left us. Egon's a dick. He didn't care. He didn't call us. He just left. Like I was like, oh, stop talking smack about him. He's a nice guy until yeah. you find out why he did what he did. I guess right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it took me a while, like you know, saying leave him alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that. I actually kind of like that. I mean. Look, I, Dan Aykroyd, not the greatest actor in the world, but the, that, that scene where where he's in his bookshop and and he's just like Egon Spangler can burn in hell, you know. Yeah. And it's you know it was a cheesy fucking line, but that plot line, like he just up and left us and didn't tell us why, mm-hmm. and then you find out why he up and left them. That was I really enjoyed that plot line. I thought that was really, really well done because it's kind of how he would be. He doesn't, you know, he keeps things pretty close to the chest. He's not a big, you know, chit-chat guy. And if he knew it needed to get done, he would get it done. And I was just sad they were talking smack about it. I was like, stop well, sure. it. He's nice. <laughs> He's my friend. He's my friend, you know? Yeah. Well, all right. What do you have as some honorable mention, Derek? Um... Well, I had Afterlife as an honorable mention. Um, I've, like I said, I only watched it once, so I can't really say that it's in my top five of his. I feel kind of, you know, like I'm cheating if I say that. Right. Um, Baywatch. I have that on here. Yeah, I have that on here. I fucking love Baywatch. I so, think it's so funny. Yeah, so do I. I think it's a it's a fun movie. of a sh- it, The fucking TV show was just stupid and cheesy and fun, and so was oh, the yeah. movie. The movie matched it. You know what I mean? Yeah, when when the one when the one tubby kid looks over at the the hot lifeguard and he's like, she's running in slow motion, and and Alex <laughs> D- Daddio or however you say her name goes, oh, you got you can see that too, like like just those little snarky little jokes that bust on the original TV show are so funny, and yeah, I mean the Rock picking on. Uh, some kind of emergency on yeah, my phone. Yeah, the, the the snow squalls again. What the hell? The Rock picking on on uh, on High School Musical kid. Oh, Zach. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. I mean, and the story was fine. I mean, it was cheesy, but it was fine. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I had Lampoon's Animal House as an honorable mention. Okay. It's you know it's a fun movie, but. I know it's, it's iconic. Not, I just, I don't know. Never got into to that one very yeah, much. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not one of those ones that, like, I would quote regularly, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And then I had, uh, he was the producer on the Ray Parker Jr. Uh, Ghostbusters uh, video. Ah, with the, like, the, the with all the cameos. Cam- yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chevy and everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Which I'm sure Chevy was real happy to be doing a cameo for a Ghostbusters movie that he didn't get to be in. Yeah. He, I wonder if he was if he was even thought of to be in that movie, you know? I don't know. Because at that point in time, him and Bill were really, really not friends. Yeah, they didn't want to come on and SNL one left or something. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I just I had uh, 96, he produced Space Jam. I think that yeah. movie is, is still, you know, fun as hell. Uh, executive produced Old School. I remember when that came out, that was like so much fun to watch. We're going streaking. Yeah, yeah. And I had Baywatch on my list too and all. But um Yeah, his his later stuff is like like fun cheesy movies. Mm-hmm. You know? But um, not not very memorable, but you're like, I saw that. That was good. I saw that. That was okay. Yeah, like he had Father's Day. He did he produced Father's Day, but Father's Day is such a sad movie. That you know, is. for having two iconic comedians. It's just so fucking sad. It isn't. Isn't Mel in that? He has a cameo. It does Mel. No, no, no. That's, that's Daddy's home. I swear to God, I'm does stopping this cameo? show right now. Let me look. Go I have, on IMDb. I, I s- have IMDb open. Hold on. <laughs> I swear to God, he had a cameo in that, but I don't know why. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. Mark McGrath is in it. I don't know why. Dennis Berkeley's in it. Yeah, right here. He he was yeah he was Scott the Body Piercer. I remember this. It says he, he was uncredited. Hmm. I'm on Mel Gibson's IMDb, and there it is. Father's Day. I think that's why it was right after Ransom. <laughs> oh God. I remember. I was shocked because when I saw Father's Day for these two iconic comedians, and I saw Mel for like whatever thirty seconds or a minute. Because who made Father's Day? Well, no, Ivan it? directed it. Yeah, wonder why he did it. Like as a, as a favor oppor- for somebody, opportunity to work with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't do well with those kind of movies. Um, like, like I won't ever watch Plane Trains and Automobiles ever again. Oh, that movie! Like, I watch the only thing I like in that movie is the scene where he's playing the piano on the on the dashboard. Oh, okay. Because it's funny, but yeah, yeah. but I can't. I don't like movies where somebody that I genuinely like is so beaten down. Yeah, and that's kind of how it is with Robin Williams in this movie. This is true. So it, it's just one of those. But I mean, you know, you look at the rest of his his list for like the two thousands, and it's like I love you, man, which was a fun, you know. Paul Rudd and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Siegel, right? Jason yeah, Siegel. Jason yeah. Siegel. Um, he did Hitchcock with uh, with uh, what's his face? Uh, it's Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I mean, he did like a bunch of fun stuff. I mean, he he executive produced the new Space Jam movie, which nobody should ever go see. Yeah, um, that was. That was that was it was fun seeing the characters here and there, but it was still hard to watch. Yeah, and apparently there's a a, a TV series of Stripes coming out and a new Ghostbusters cartoon coming out that he was he's listed as EP on. Well, I when he passed, I saw his son who made the new Ghostbusters. And what's who? Jason Raymond is that his name? Yeah. I mean, I saw he tweeted or posted something. I lost my hero. Like what he wrote about him was just 
you know, so fucking sad and sweet. And all. I mean, he's Evan Reitman. That's the first thing you think of is Ghostbusters. So he he'll be remembered, you know, forever. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should have put his son on the list. Yeah, yeah. It was cool seeing Ivan and and on the set of the Ghostbusters film, just like watching his own son making it and stuff, just sitting there. You know, you, you know, he probably gave you know ideas and thoughts here. Oh, and there. sure. There was a thing that it was. Um, Jason Reitman. Is that his name, Jason? I think it is. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going by. <laughs> um, there was this thing where he was doing like a like a sneak peek kind of thing about the the uh, behind the scenes of the new Ghostbusters movie. And I think it was like right when they did that whole um, tease of the Ecto-1 under the tarp. Yeah. Which, if you've ever seen a Ghostbusters anything and you didn't think that that was going to be the Ecto one under there, then what? What are you thinking? Yeah, but exactly. But he was doing that, and they were doing like this little like behind the scenes. I'm taking you around the farm, and I'm showing you this, and I'm showing you that. And behind him was Ivan, like the whole time, like uh, whispering in his ear and talking in his ear. Yeah, and and, it, and they they were playing it off as humor, but at like one point he looks at his dad and he's like, "I I can do this. I'm okay." Like 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 I think so many people are just like. Oh, this is really an Ivan Reitman movie, and they're just putting his name on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were, they were really, really saying, "Oh, he can't handle this. He can't handle this," which is stupid because he's got a great, you know, history himself. Yeah, but, but yeah, I thought it was really, really cute that they were like enjoying each other's company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this was like a real passion project, but it was also, you know, a real opportunity for them to work together and bond. Yeah, and, Which, and it, it shows. I think you could see uh, it in the in the filmmaking of, of the movie. You know, it's sad. Like you know, it's really he's he he changed our lives. I guess you know with the the movies he made and all for us oh, as, sure. as young adults and teens and whatnot. You know. Oh yeah. Well, Derek, I want to thank you for being on with me. Well, Please. I want to thank you for having me. Yes, I was. I was. You know, we we. We haven't, you know, whether the pandemic, whatever, we haven't spoken or seen one another as, as often as, as we used to for a while, all the cons yeah. here and there. But I just wanted to have you on because I know that you were the guy when anyone who dies in Ghostbusters, you're the guy I'll, I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be calling up. Top five. I, I, didn't, Rick I didn't do movies. it. No. But um, we'll, we'll go, go back. We are number five to number one. Oh, okay. Please. Uh, number five, I had the late shift. Uh, from 1996. Uh, four was Meatballs from 79. Three was Dave from 93. And then two and one were Ghostbusters, two and one. My number five was Private Parts, 97. Number four was Twin Kindergarten Cobb Jr. <laughs> uh, number three was Dave, 93. Number two was Stripes, 81. And number one, it's a no brainer. Ghostbusters. One ninety percent, Ghostbusters two ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> just the, just the idea of the Ghostbusters franchise, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. But um, all right. Well, you know, is Derek? If it, is there anything you want to promote or plug or anything out there? Mm, no, I've got nothing. I'm I'm not on social media because oh I, yeah, you're I, not. You're right. Yeah, I try to I I try to stay a little bit sane. Um. 
I'll probably be at the uh, Philly Fan Fest, Fan Expo, whatever the heck Wizard World is now, Fan yeah. Expo. Yeah. Um, in April. And so if you know me and you see me there, say hi or throw something at me. I don't care. But um, I'm hoping I'll see Chris there if I don't see him before yes. then. I, I am. I want to go. I just got to get my get the tickets and shit. So I told Cal, yeah. we're, we're going. I'm going. I don't care who's we're going. going. Go, go with me, you know. But, what about uh, you? What are you promoting? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Just I got nothing. You know, work. you know, everyone, the best of fives, you know, Neo's ads, you got Star Wars in character, you know, Annie and Jones in character, the, the Grady's. There's all so many shows out out there, and I'm sure you know you'll 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 like something. If you don't like this, you'll like something else. <laughs> but um, well, all right, Derek. Thank you. Well, thank you. I want to I want to ask you <clears throat> your favorite line of Ghostbusters. Go. Oh, jeez. Um, wow, put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Trying to trying to think what mine is too. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite line out of Ghostbusters. I guess how about this? What's what's the one line you say the most in 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 your real world? What's the most line you say in real life? Oh well, my favorite line is nobody steps on a church in my town. Okay, all right. And the line I say the most is they go up. That is true. My, I, I've been saying, and, and lately too, and it even looks like that's from Ghostbusters. I don't know why, but every time I'm like, Mother Puss Bucket. <laughs> Mother Puss Bucket. And I don't know why I say it, but that's, that's one of my, my timelines. Yeah, like the most, the most known line is, he slimed me. Yeah. And I probably never say that line. That or we came, we saw it kicked its ass, you know? Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. But, um,. Well, all right. Thanks, everyone, out there for listening. Ivan Reitman, best of fives. Rest in peace. And we will see you in our next episode when maybe someone else passes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, Derek, and thanks, everyone, out there for listening. See you next time. Yeah.